When it comes to air quality, the bad news is that wildfires and air pollution have really degraded the quality of our air. But the good news is that we're all realizing that the quality of our air, and particularly the quality of our indoor air, is really darn important. I'm so excited to tell you about Puro Air because in 30 minutes, this device will remove allergens, dust, smoke, and gases from your room. It uses a stronger type of filter called a HEPA-14, and it filters pollutants at a microscopic level. I keep my Puro Air running upstairs where the bedrooms are all night. I love that it's quiet. Cleaner air just hits different, doesn't it? Check out everything Puro Air has to offer at getpuroair.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. One more time for the people in the back, getpuroair.com. Well, hello, my friends, and welcome back. My name is Stephanie Safarian, and you're listening to another Headlines episode. Here on Headlines, we do things differently. I am giving you the need-to-know environmental-leaning news headlines in 15-ish minutes or less. Now, today I've titled this episode Spin City. If you grew up in the 90s like I did, perhaps you remember the show Spin City, star-studded cast, Michael J. Fox, Charlie Sheen, I believe Heather Locklear was in it as well. The show was all about dealing with political spin in the New York City mayor's office. And surprise to none of the Americans listening, we are smack dab in the middle of election season. We have a presidential election in 10 short months. Caucuses and primaries are dominating the headlines. And more specifically, the spinning of stories is happening in full force. And so my goal today with the four news stories we're covering is to give you all the facts. So first I give you the facts, and then I'm going to give you the inevitable spin. Now I must say here too, whenever I touch on politics on this show, somebody always gets mad. Somebody always gets furious with me. I want to say at the outset today, I am ragging on everyone equally. So let's go to the first big news story today. And it is, yes, the White House is said to delay its decision on CP2. So let's remind ourselves of CP2. If you are an avid headlines listener, You remember that two weeks ago on January 12th, I reported on the CP2 project. It is a proposed $10 billion project that would be situated along a shipping channel in the Gulf of Mexico. It would export up to 20 million tons of natural gas per year. At the tail end of 2023, more than 150 scientists signed a letter to President Biden urging him to reject the CP2 project because they argued that the magnitude of the project would, quote, put us on a continued path toward escalating climate chaos. And as of earlier this week, the New York Times did indeed report that this project, CP2, and all of its additional proposed facilities are currently on pause as per the Biden administration. The administration is indeed directing the Energy Department to evaluate the project and consider its impact on the climate, as well as the economy and national security, before approving. I should say here, too, the Energy Department has never rejected 
a proposed gas project because of its expected environmental impact. That has never happened before. Okay, so those are the facts. Now, what is the spin likely to be? Well, the spin's already started. An email already went out from a spokesperson for Venture Global LNG. That is the company that wants to build CP2. And she said, quote, such a moratorium on this project would shock the global energy market, have the impact of an economic sanction, and send a devastating signal to our allies that they can no longer rely on the United States, end quote. A spokesman for the oil and gas industry has also gone and done some spinning as well. He cited the Russian-Ukraine war and said that curtailing the construction of future terminals would essentially damage our relationship with American allies across the world. I can also hear whoever the Republican nominee is going to be on the campaign trail saying that Biden is hampering American growth, killing jobs, killing the economy. Now, what is the Democrats likely spin? Well, I expect the Democrats to spin based on who they're talking to, right? In blue states, I expect Biden to double down on his commitment to pro-environmental policies. Because let's not forget, he's actively courting Americans who are climate concerned. He, of course, when talking about his climate policies, he will forget to mention, of course, that the Willow Project was approved under his watch. But anyway, and of course, in red states, too, I expect Biden to address this pause on the CP2 project by reminding voters that the United States is already the world leader in the natural gas market. Yes, that is true. The U.S. is set to nearly double its production of natural gas in the next four years, whether or not CP2 is approved. So there are the spins on that story. Let's move on to the next one. It's also out of the White House, and it has everything to do with fine particulates, or PM2.5s. PM2.5s are tiny particles that measure less than 2.5 micrometers in diameter. That, by the way, is one-thirtieth the width of a human hair. (laughs) Can you believe it? Well, these particles include soot, And they can penetrate deep into the lungs, enter the bloodstream. They can cause asthma and heart disease and thousands of premature deaths a year. Now, manufacturers create PM2.5s by burning gas, oil, diesel, or wood at power plants or refineries or other industrial facilities. Experts say that industries can reduce its PM2.5 output by installing pollution control technologies, okay? So what's the facts here? The Environmental Protection Agency is preparing, as of this week, to significantly strengthen limits on fine particle matter. They are expected to lower the annual soot standard to just 9 micrograms per cubic meter of air. That's down from the current standard of 12 micrograms. And the EPA does estimate that these strengthened limits would prevent up to 4,200 premature deaths per year. Now, before we get to the spin, let's get to the blowback first. There are, of course, political and economic implications associated with this new rule that's likely to come out soon. Several major companies and trade associations are trying to get ahead of the rule 
by suggesting that it could harm President Biden's re-election chances in swing states. They say that a tougher soot standard could destroy factory jobs in the Midwest, yes, and elsewhere. They also say that strengthening these limits means that industries that are currently manufacturing here in America would have a harder time getting permits to build or expand their plants, which would then prompt them to go overseas, go abroad, jobs go elsewhere. Now, public health advocates strongly disagree with all of this. Earth Justice, which is an environmental law firm that supports tougher pollution rules, they conducted an analysis in Philadelphia, and they found that Philadelphia cut soot pollution by 15% from 2012 to 2021, and the city also, at the same time, lowered unemployment and increased its GDP by just under 9%. So they strengthened air pollution laws while also cutting unemployment and increasing the city's GDP. Hmm, interesting. So what's the spin going to be? We've already alluded to it. Be ready for the media spin on this issue. I can hear it now. Biden, according to his opponents, is anti-jobs, anti-manufacturing, anti-economy, anti-America. And then the other side, too, right? Biden's camp, the Democrats, they're likely going to mention how this new ruling will help underserved communities most impacted by climate change. Because remember, he's trying to get out the vote, the Democratic base. Democrats will also likely double down on Biden's pro-environmental policies. Look at all the things the Biden administration is doing for average Americans. So there's the spin on that one. Let's take our ad break, and when we come back, we'll have two more stories. I'll see you in a minute. Hello, Sustainable Minimalist listeners. Are you committed to living a greener and simpler life? Well, meet Home Threads, your ally in more sustainable and minimalist home decor. As the total destination for decor and furniture, Home Threads helps you define your minimalist lifestyle while respecting the planet. Discover their exclusive Haven collection. They use many sustainable materials without compromising on style. And here's the best part. Home Threads always has the best value. It was time. After nine years of living in our home, it was time to replace our outdoor furniture. And my husband and I, we went to Home Threads. We have a Home Threads patio umbrella and a new bench. And oh my goodness, we are so in love. Create a home that reflects your commitment to the environment. Visit homethreads.com slash sustainable and get a code for 15% off your first order. Homethreads.com slash sustainable. Love where you live. So many of us have chaotic closets that are crammed full of clothing items and yet somehow we still have nothing to wear. Well, upgrading to high-quality and affordable pieces from Quince when you need them is a game-changer. They offer organic cotton sweaters and washable silk tops. My 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters are my go-to. Not only are they affordable, but the quality is top-notch, 
They wear better than the cashmere sweaters that are double their price. Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash sustainable podcast for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash sustainable podcast to get free shipping and 365 day returns. One more time, quince.com slash sustainable podcast. And we're back. On today's show, we are covering the news headlines and then we're spinning them. We're preemptively spinning the story based on who's talking. Because again, yes, the politicians do an awful lot of spinning, but the media spins the heck out of facts, doesn't it? So we're we're doing it ourselves today. Why the heck not? If they can spin, if they can take facts and twist them and tweak them to make their points, so can we. We're moving on to our third story today, which is about the abnormal warmth that the planet is seeing and feeling in the first month of 2024. 2023 did make history as the world's hottest year on record. And record warmth is sweeping through multiple continents this week. 2024 is on pace to challenge 2023's exceptional heat record. And so here's the fact. This is the fact. The global average temperature as of late January is at its highest level on record. That's the fact. In Western Europe, high temperatures reached well into the 60s and in some cases surpassed 70 degrees this week. In Australia, high temperatures approached 120 degrees in portions of South Australia and Queensland. In South America, temperatures soared to as high as 110 degrees this week. In Asia, Myanmar reached 99 degrees. That broke its January record for highest temperature, and the Maldives tied its warmest January temperature on record this week. So it is exceptionally hot, yes, and I know here in America this past week was really darn cold, but let's remember, we're talking about the global average temperature, not the weather outside your window. We're talking about global average temperature. Now, here's another fact for you. This very high, record-breaking global average temperature, it's not only due to climate change. It is also an El Nino year. So if you were to hear someone spin this fact and say, look outside, the global average temperature is at its highest level on record for late January. It's climate change personified. That would be an inaccurate spin because it leaves out the fact that, yes, it is indeed an El Nino year. Now, on the other side of the coin, If your preferred politician or if your preferred news site tells you that climate change is a hoax, look how cold it is outside. You can't tell me that it's getting hotter out there. It's freezing here. It's negative three degrees. Remember that climate change deniers tend to confuse weather with climate. Weather refers to short-term changes in the atmosphere. Climate describes what the weather is like over a long period of time in a specific area. And so, yes, while average temperatures do rise and fall, the rise in global temperature is so extreme and so drastic that its rise has never been seen before. And so let's move on quickly to our final story today. We're going to Hawaii. We're going to Lahaina. You likely remember that a firestorm 
consumed the Hawaiian town of Lahaina last year. The firestorm killed 100 people. It burned through 2,000 buildings. Lahaina is in the process of cleaning up and rebuilding. The fire left behind cinder blocks, car husks, piles of ash. It also left behind melted batteries, charred propane tanks, and miles of debris that is tainted by arsenic and lead. Now, because all those latter items are indeed toxic, crews have to dig down into the soil at least six inches to remove the contaminated soil. Now, crews have already removed some of the most hazardous items. They've shipped the most hazardous stuff out to the mainland, our mainland, for disposal. And now crews are collecting the hundreds of thousands of tons of additional debris and additional soil, which, by the way, all of it, it's enough to cover five football fields, five stories high. That's how much debris there is to clear out. So what do we do with all of it? Well, officials did consider shipping all of it off the island, but they decided that it would be far too costly, way too expensive. So for now, the county has chosen a temporary, and I'm saying temporary with air quotes around it, a temporary dump site just a few miles south of Lahaina on the West Maui coastline. Now, officials have promised that all the material at the new dump site will later be dug up and relocated to its permanent resting place, but no final destination has been selected. Nobody wants this stuff, right? It's toxic. Residents, of course, around the new dump site rightly fear that this stuff is here to stay. And where's the environmental piece here? Well, the temporary site is just up the hill from a vital coral reef, a vital and important ecosystem for manta rays. Residents worry that dumping dangerous waste in the area could hurt the reef and create a fresh disaster. This particular reef acts as a nursery to enhance other reefs near other islands nearby. So picture it. Picture it in your mind. Dump trucks are now rumbling each day onto the dump site, which is on a grass-covered slope on the Maui coast. It may take 40,000 loads, so 40,000 dump truck trips to complete the task. During transport, the debris is wrapped in a liner to prevent it from blowing into the air, but residents do say that the wraps just blow away. Okay, so what's the spin here? What is the spin? Well, elected officials, including the mayor of Lahaina, will likely highlight their commitment to rebuilding. The mayor may mention all the protections they've put in place to protect residents and ecosystems, including spraying soil stabilizers across much of Lahaina to prevent all this toxic soil from swirling into the air. But environmentalists, what's their spin going to be? They will likely come to the defense of the coral reef that needs protection. They'll likely highlight flaws in the dump site's design. They'll say that the reservoir, which collects rain runoff, is designed in a way that will likely overflow and thereby allow contaminated water to leach into the water table. And residents of the area, they may likely have a unique and important spin as well. Residents may likely highlight the fact that historical Hawaiian cultural sites that need protection are in the area of the dump. 
Residents may remind the rest of us of all the wrongs that Native Hawaiians have experienced over the past decades, and they may say that this maybe, maybe not temporary dump site is yet another wrong that Native Hawaiians have to face. So same story, many different spins. That's our show today. We'll be back on Tuesday. I'm bringing you an interview with a food waste expert. It's a real good one. How can we practically reduce food waste in our homes? Yes, but also as we're out and about, it's a real great interview. I'll see you on Tuesday for that. Have an amazing weekend. Hug your loved ones. Tell them how much they mean to you. I'll see you Tuesday and take care.